everyone, and welcome to the Cutaways Podcast. I'm Ashley, not Dan Rather. I'm Justine. (laughs) (laughs) So every week on our show, we turn on Netflix to watch romantic comedies through the ages. Mm -hmm. Quite literally. Mm -hmm. Um, We started all the way back in 1918. We are currently stuck in the 50s, Mm -hmm. which has been interesting. A little ups, a little downs. Yeah. It's a, a challenge. Downs. It's a challenging era. Yeah. Freaking McCarthyism, the code, blacklisting, all that. Yeah. We're gaining a lot of insight and context to the genre, of course, mm-hmm. especially now that we're stuck in weirdness. But we also are doing this because, you know, it's fun. I'm having a blast. Yeah. And it it's... gets me to watch a movie every week. Yeah, no. A, a movie that we've never really seen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a that's a plus. So, what are we watching today? Today we are watching 1957's Pal Joey, which I think is a really awkward title to say. It is. It sounds like like a mob mm-hmm. thing. Like, hey, yeah, dude, this is my pal Joey. My- See, that's where it makes sense, <laughs> my pal Joey, but yeah. just pal Joey. I'm just like, I. this is weird. We're missing some um, some connecting adjectives and nouns and things. Yeah. I don't know English anymore. For sure. It's okay. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. I hope it's going well. Yeah, I don't know. What night of Hanukkah are we on? I don't know. I think we're somewhere in the middle, depending on when this episode uploads. That's cool. I don't know a lot about Hanukkah, but I have had um, lentil soup and, uh, or matzo ball soup. Yep. And I have lit a Hanukkah candle. Ooh, on a menorah? On a menorah. Very nice. Thank you, my friend Claire. Yay! <laughs> Happy Hanukkah to Claire. Oh, yes. Okay, so let me tell you about Pal Joey, which is awkward to say. Uh, it's an hour and 49 minutes. Okay. This can be survivable if it's good. Using his charming wile and debonair dance moves, Joey Evans beguiles vixen widow vera simpson into financing his nightclub he's set up for success until good-natured chorus girl linda english Alrighty then so it's a dancing movie yeah what i noticed when i was typing this up is that they're using the character names when in recent times we've been using like the talents names especially when it's somebody big yeah and it's got fred astaire in it correct no it's got frank sinatra frank sinatra Oh, okay. I thought I said Frank or Fred and Ginger. Nope. You are. I am like way sick blind. Yep. <laughs> there is that. It is a real disease, and <laughs> we should, you know, have a PSA about it because, like, it sucks. Yeah. Well, I and it just it uses the characters' first and last names: Joey Evans, Vera Simpson, Linda English, which is weird. I don't know. We've had conversations about Netflix's descriptions before. I really do think that it's, like, people who are, like, in their mother's basement or have paid for their mother's house via watching movies via Netflix um, (laughs) and then proceed to live in their basement who just watch movies all day and try to be witty and tend to fail. I don't think it's that, but... I don't know. This is just what I envision in my brain, and maybe this has to do with the fact that I have a cold right now, but that's just what's going on. Okay, so (laughs) this film stars Rita Hayworth, Frank Sinatra, and Kim Novak. 
and it's directed by George Sidney. And on Netflix right now, it's at four stars. So here's what it has been nominated for. Okay. In the 1958 Academy Awards, it was nominated for Best Art Direction, Best Costume Design, Best Film Editing, and Best Sound. And in the 1958 Golden Globe Awards, it was nominated for Best Motion Picture, and it won for Best Actor for Mr. Sinatra, mm. I believe. Good job, Frank. So, it is a, it's an award, darling. I've never heard of it. Uh, Frank Sinatra. I don't pay attention to Frank Sinatra. I just, like, hear him sing, and I'm, like, asleep. So. I think this is our last Frank Sinatra movie. Before he stopped acting? No, I mean our last one on Netflix. Oh, okay. <gasps> I was like, did he stop acting in the 50s? Because remember, we got, like, a whole... We got a whole bunch of them, yeah. But ton. It keeps it keeps telling me that I need to watch Take Me Out to the Ball Game on Netflix every time I log You're in. You're like, I, I skipped you for a specific reason. <laughs> no. Yeah. Please go away, Netflix. Leave me alone. But yeah. Okay. You ready to go watch it? Yeah. Let's go figure this movie out. Okay. That sounds good. Go. 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 And we're back. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> we just watched Pal Joey, the Columbia film. Yep. It's in color. Yep. It's in Technicolor. It had some really nice shots. The cinematography was quite pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're really getting that, like, 60s look and vibe. Like, yeah. I kept thinking, like, Hitchcock. Yes, for sure. <laughs> mm. I actually really liked this movie in the beginning. And then it got... I thought it was going to do something completely different than what it did in the beginning. Uh, I wasn't really thinking that, but I thought it started out really well, but then just, like, it got really long and started really dragging towards the end. Yeah, I really thought that we could get to the end, like, we could start at the end. Mm -hmm. Well, they could have just, since it was pretty much Moulin Rouge, yes. they could have just did it like, you know, how Moulin Rouge started. Yeah, but Moulin Rouge didn't exist when this movie came out. I know. Unfortunately. I don't even know, it, like, how old was Nicole Kidman and Ewan McGregor at this point in time? Were they even born yet? Fetus eye. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Ewan McGregor, maybe. I like to say that everybody's a fetus when we're like, how old were they? They were, they were cells they were everybody's cells at yes. some point yeah yep they were stars because I, I mean they're they're eggs in somebody's womb yeah somebody's ovary they were they were also sperm in somebody's testicle backtrack I've, I've got to tell the story because everyone needs to know about this this documentary that the british people made so there's a british documentary that nat geo aired when i was back in college it's called sizing up sperm mm -hmm. and so they took people in white track suits and made them sperm mm -hmm. and so then they walked you through the process of sperm mm -hmm. and they made them sleep inside their warm little testicle and it was quite adorable. So that's a, I just believe that that's what sperm do. They're just like people in tracksuits just asleep until they're needed. <laughs> but like women are born with the eggs already. There. In... Yes, they're there. Um, we are chickens. Right. So that's why I'm saying <laughs> they could have been an egg. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> I just like my little tracksuit people. 
image. Because they even had girls dressed up in these tracksuits. It was quite adorable. Really, if you find it somewhere, you should watch it. Because they did a really good job of explaining how babies were made. Okay, now I'm <laughs> going to try and connect this back to the movie. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, we start with our friend, our, our pal. <laughs> our pal Joey. Damn. Who, we don't, I was, this was not established that this was Joey. Had you not read the description, you would not have known that this was Joey, I don't but think. But, kind of, I don't know, a little bit, because the, the title comes up, pal Joey, like, over Frank Sinatra. Yeah, but not until, like, he's thrown onto the train. Which happens at the very beginning. I mean, like, the whole, I loved how the beginning was very, like, we're brought into it immediately. Yes. It was very quick, and you're just like, what's happening? This is that. Let's pay attention. Yes. Which we haven't had in a long time. (laughs) This is true. We usually have, like, hours of overtures and credits to sit through. (laughs) This one started with some action. (laughs) Well, so... Yeah, action in quotation marks. There were police. Yeah, no, 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 no. He was, he was. Oh, he was getting jiggy with it with the Some mayor's daughter. Action. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> ah, I'm winking at you. <laughs> yeah, he's being like arrested for soliciting an underage, you know mayor's daughter yeah girl (laughs) yeah he was trying to convince the cops that it was totally okay yeah so they just put him on a train out of town yeah they're like bye you're not our problem anymore (laughs) they literally threw him on the train with nothing just the tuxedo and the coat he had yep which i guess he's he's fortunate that they allowed him to put his clothes back on well, I don't, we don't know how far things got, just that they were in a room together and... Yeah, well, I'm just gonna canoodling. say, just just for his character, he was totally, like, he might not have been in Fulgrante, but he was totally on his way to that. Well, yeah. Joey is very sexist, very... What do you, what are all the words? Misogynistic... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a horn dog. Mm-hmm. He's a womanizer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's somewhat gross. Yeah. And everyone thought it was like okay. Yeah. Cuz he's a dude and He's afraid of commitment. Yeah. He is the quote unquote bro yeah. of today's vernacular. It should have been called bro Joey. It should have been called bro Joey. <laughs> My bro Joey. If that was translated to today, it would be bro, Joey. And he would be a frat guy. <laughs> he would be an Italian frat guy. Yeah. That's it exactly. That is the accurate translation of the late 50s movie to 2015. Yep. You know, it's a good thing for Joey gets put on this train because he's got a new city and a new start. Sort of. Sort of. Apparently he's already been to San Francisco. Yeah, that's where he goes. In San Francisco... He does have a reputation um, because he's been traveling around California for a while. He was in Fresno. He's been around. Is that where he was in the beginning? I think he was in Fresno. He was at Fresno at some point. It would make sense because Fresno is really close to San Francisco. Yeah. It was just weird because you didn't know where we were until we got to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And it was also a little weird because... 
later on, like, people ask him where he's been, and he makes up these lies. So he's a very unreliable narrator in that sense. Mm -hmm. But I like the beginning, how quick it is, because it just gets to it. For the most part. I felt like... The rest of the movie does not get to it. (laughs) Yeah. I felt like there was just a lot of build. There was so much middle that the beginning and the end had to be quick. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you have so much story that you need to explain in the beginning, or in the middle, that the beginning and the end don't really matter at that point. So, it just felt, it felt like there could have been some rewrites or some some tinkering around with things to try and get us into, get us to meeting Rita Hayworth's character faster. I think that yes. was where it really, like, bogged down. They were so entwined in telling the story of connecting Joey and Linda Mm -hmm. together that Vera kind of took a back seat to that and then you were introduced to her and so it was a weird way of setting up a a love triangle but also setting up the main plot of the story which was he wanted to open his own nightclub because he didn't want to be controlled by managers or anything anymore. Joey's his own boss. Yes, Joey's his own boss. (laughs) Hey, yo. <laughs> Joey only tells Joey what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Joey's from Jersey. <laughs> I could I could totally see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's where I think it like it really like got bogged down. And whether that is because it comes from a stage musical which has the ability to kind of stretch these moments out because in the theater you you connect on that level because you're personally there. You're actually experiencing it with this actor, with it, which a movie, I think especially for the time period with how big the theater was in that time period, it's hard to have that, hard to be relatable to that when you're watching something that you know you're not directly present for. Like subconsciously in the back of your mind, you're kind of getting, you're getting a little bored. Oh, yeah. Whereas in the theater, this could be a little bit more compelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, so Joey's going around to all these, uh, showgirl places in San Francisco. There's a bunch. At least three. (laughs) There were... Okay, so the... He was walking down this street, and it was like a strip of burlesque shows. Mm -hmm. And my favorite comment was when he was looking for his job, the... He asked this guy... And, uh, he's like, hey, do you need a singer? Mm -hmm. And the guy's like, no, I just need girls. Mm -hmm. I need legs, not tonsils. Right, right, right. (laughs) Those girls had legs. Legs for days. Okay, so he shows up at this place. I forget, I didn't write down the name of the club. It's the one with the leg, that's where they're at, something. There wasn't, I didn't get a name. It was on the it was on the neon sign. It was like the oh. Cabana Club or something like I that. I was so trying to figure out what this story was. Well, he goes in there and he talks to the the piano player Ned and uh, Oh, I thought it was Ted. I think it's Ned. Ted or Ned? Ned Ted. Joey's got a reputation. He's like, "Oh yeah, I've been with this guy, I've seen this." And he's like, "Okay, they're pals. They're yeah. pals." They're sort of like they have they are acquaintances, because yeah. Ned or Ted is not exactly yeah. happy to see him. Yeah. But, fortunately, their MC is late, so what does Joey do? He just grabs the mic and jumps on stage and starts singing a song. Starts singing. 
And the manager, Mike, was like, who's this guy? And then he's like, he's Joey from so-and-so. And he's like, oh, this guy, I've heard, like, he's got a reputation. He wagged his fist at him, like, legitimately. His reputation is that, like, he smooches with all the gals, which he indeed does. He smooches with all the gals and he causes trouble for the nightclubs. Mm-hmm. So he sings a nice song and he gets some people to swoon. So he gets the job singing at this place. Yes, as long as he leaves the dames alone. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to leave them alone. Or he does a very poor job of doing. <laughs> he doesn't leave anybody alone. He just, he wants to touch all the things. I'm Joey, hey. Did you know my name's Joey? <laughs> he very much, he wanted you to know his name was Joey throughout this entire thing. He even talked to the third person yeah, at some point. Yeah, <laughs> Joey doesn't act like that. <laughs> Joey doesn't do this. <laughs> Nobody's Joey's boss but Joey. <laughs> it's like a weird friends montage. <laughs> Joey trying to like audition for this thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then Joey and Ned go out to eat. Well, they eat in, like, the back. The back. Yeah. So they don't go out to eat. They're just eating with the, everybody else in the back, in the kitchen. And Linda joins them. Linda, well, at the beginning, Joey was watching the girls dance, and he had his eye on Linda, and he's like, oh, that, that lady's stacked. <laughs> yeah, something along those lines. And Ned's like, that's my gal, kind of. You can't have her sort of kind of (laughs) i feel like ned ted has had his girlfriend stolen from Mm -hmm. joey before like he was really giving giving off that like kind of pissed off bro vibe but like in a way that he's like oh you're gonna take her anyway yeah like (laughs) he wasn't actually gonna actively try and stop him in any way but he definitely was not okay with it (laughs) He's just, he's, you know, sad about it. He's like, oh, dang. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta try again. Okay, so Joey meets Linda formally this way, and he keeps pretending, or not pretending, to forget her last name. He's trying to trap her. Yeah, he's playing, I guess what would be the equivalent of hard to get. Yeah. Like, he's pretending that he... He's being a dick. I've actually (laughs) seen this in other movies before, where um, they kind of... It's like their whole little system that they do, where apparently, psychologically, like, showgirls just want to be noticed all the time, and so when you ignore them, they crave your attention specifically Mm. because you are specifically annoying them, and they are so used to people paying constant attention to them. So it's like the psychological thing that he's doing to to pretend not to know who she is to get her full attention. But he's trick he's doing some trickery. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not exactly a positive thing to do to women. Mm-hmm. Let them come to you. So while they're eating, somebody tells them that they just got this job. The band has got this job at a party on at Knob Hill. Which is the fancy district of Yes. Fancy district of San Francisco. That's Um, where the high society is. High society. Oh, God, again. (laughs) It's too much. He was in that movie, too. He was. Ooh, maybe this is like parallel universe. Maybe he was at the party with Louis Armstrong (gasps) as Joey, 
And that's who was, like, the reporter dude was, like, trying, like, he was alternating between. And that's why he was all, like, up in What's-Her-Face's grill. Mm. Because he wanted to touch all the things. (laughs) That's what I feel like. I feel like he's, like, a five-year-old kid and he's just, like, I want to touch this. (laughs) <laughs> and I want to touch that. And I want to touch this one. Ooh, look, there's one over there, 25 miles away. I want to touch it. Okay, so... This is, this is the part where it gets all... Yeah. Okay, so they, uh, Joey joins the band as the singer at this party. And it's a party that Vera Simpson is at. And she's dancing, and Joey's singing, and he's, like, in his head, I recognize her, because they're, like, making eyes at each other. Yeah. And so, like, during his number, he goes over to ask Ned, like, who's the dame? And he's like, oh, that's Vera Simpson. She used to be that stripper, uh, Vanessa the Andressa. Yeah. (laughs) Vanessa the Andressa. And he's like, oh, worked her way up in the world, did she now? Yeah. He's like, well, she married rich. And now she's a high society gal. And he's like, ooh, I'm plotting. He definitely was plotting. So Vera's hosting this party. It's actually a charity, and they're raising money for a children's hospital. Yes. But they came in 3,000 short. Yeah, just about 3,000 short of what their goal was. Yeah, so Joey's like, oh, I've got something to auction. Because they were doing auctions for things. Yeah. Which, this was the part where I was just like, is he going to auction off himself? I thought he was going to auction off himself, too. I thought that would have been a more, like, that would have got the ladies involved. No, but he auctioned off the woman without her permission. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Instead, he took the really, really awful route and decided to um, put her on the spot in her high society, classy society people things um because you know what his plan was he was showing he was trying to insinuate that he had the money to yes. that he was rich um so yeah he says how would you ladies and gentlemen like to see vanessa the andressa perform her number that she's famous for start bidding and then he would keep upping the bid upping the pot but luckily he got someone to bid five thousand dollars Yes, so she did her song. So she did her song. She did some fake undressing and singing. The song is called Zip. Yep. Which I thought was very appropriate for some reason. It's a song about stripping. Yes. It was It was interesting. Because mm-hmm. this is Rita Hayworth's character. Um, so Rita Hayworth is like the classiest of classiest ladies from that era. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like towards the end of her... Her career. Yeah. Essentially. Because she's the older gal in this. Yes. She's in her late 30s, early 40s, I think was what the age range was. And so, sadly, the roles were probably drying up, which they should not have because she's a a very good actress. Yeah. After her little strip number, she's like, okay, everybody, dinner is served. And he's like, hey, how'd you like to come down to the club that I perform at? You you can see what I do. And she's just like, oh, no, you're not allowed to eat with us. The help have to go eat in the back. Yep. She was not happy. Mm Mm-mm. 
He revealed her secret. So then uh, Ned and Joey walk home with uh, Linda, drop Linda off at her place. And then Joey's, Ned's like, where are you going? Joey's like, I'm going to stay with you. And he's like, nope. (laughs) Nope. Here's $20. Go get your own room. This was something I felt like it could have just been cut out. Yep. It could have been, because this was a whole, like, 20, 30 minutes it, it was felt not. like it wasn't enough. Okay, it felt like twenty, thirty minutes. It was minutes. like a five-minute scene, which is a long, long time. But it was just like we have to establish where Joey's living. We have to establish that he's living right next to Linda. Mm-hmm. When we could have established it after he had already moved in, and then he like ran, runs into Linda in like the hallway, which could have been just like a thirty-second bit. No, but he plotted to get next to Linda. Yes, I, I understand why it's there. But I don't think it was necessary story-wise. Right. It's not necessary to introduce the housekeeper that we never see again. It's not necessary to introduce, like, his terms of his rent or what his rent is. Yeah, well, they could have done, like, he sees where she lives and then the next day, like, yeah, she opens up their adjacent bathroom door and he's there and he's like, ah, I live here now. Yeah, it would have been a lot quicker and it would have been a lot funnier Mm -hmm. instead of seeing the setup yeah because i think what a lot of these movies have done so far has they're showing us the whole setup instead of the whole setup for the joke instead of seeing just the the funny bit of the joke because seeing the setup of the joke and seeing how it's kind of manipulated one way or another isn't funny right so which is what i think when we we did go back and we did see like, His Girl Friday or stuff like that, we never saw the setup for the joke. We always saw the end result of it, essentially, or the the big ba- the Punchline. The punch. Uh, the, the button. Which works, and it's interesting that they didn't, didn't learn from that, because all the... We've had very few of those types of movies, as opposed to these types of movies where we see the full setup. We see everything leading up to the button mm-hmm. and it's just not funny so i don't then again i don't know the direct route that the the filmmakers were going for that maybe they didn't want to they didn't want they wanted you to see the more conniving side of joey but in the end i i just think that they're they're falling back on like what was what was working on stage yeah as opposed to what was working in film and so i think now we've really established the differences between them because of these big trial and errors, maybe. But, yeah, it's it was just too much. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple of those where I just felt like, okay, get get to it. You know, we've got, we, this is, you're, you're giving us too much. You're, you're overselling it, I think is where I'm getting, where I was getting frustrated with it. Yes. Okay, so, yeah, he gets a room, he requests a room next to Linda, pretty much, and she's, like little teed off that he's there but whatever he meets up with her the next day in front of a pet shop and i don't know they're talking about the dog in the window yeah because he was cute nothing happens there so then joey starts really fraternizing with the rest of the chorus girls yes he has established his dominance over what he was calling the mice yes okay so then he sings a song a song that I really like because it's in When Harry Met Sally, the mm-hmm. uh, Make Two Lovers of Friends. Yes. I love that song. 
It was very sweet. Um, and he brings Linda out to dance with him during that number and, you know, sing with him and stuff because she wants to be a singer and he knows it. So he's manipulating her that way, being like, hey, you're with me, you can do all these things you like. You can sing, you can dance, you can be all pretty. Yeah, but only with me. Only with me. Oh, so he's pretty sexist. (laughs) Then Linda's having a bath at the apartment and he invites her out to dinner. But then Linda, they, they stop in front of the pet shop again, and Linda buys him the dog instead of going out on the date. Says, yes. spend your $25 on the dog instead of taking us out. Yeah, because he had, like, come up with this huge lie about how the dog looked like looked just like his when he was younger, and he mm-hmm. really would, you know, give an arm and a leg to, to have a dog again. Yeah. Then we have, like, a lot of scenes with the dog, I feel like. Well, this is, like, again, where everything could have been condensed down, because I feel like the big main thing that we're trying to get to is Mrs. Simpson coming to the club. Like, that was the whole, Mm -hmm. he put in, like, the whole foreshadowing of saying, hey, you should come down and see this show, and she definitely wanted to pay him back, so eventually you knew that that was going to be coming. Yeah, but But this whole chunk. Dog stuff. And it wasn't just, like, the dog stuff. It was, here's another scene with Linda. Here's another scene to, like, establish more of his ridiculousness or his power over her. And mm-hmm. it just, it, it felt, it felt too staged. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. It, it definitely felt, I feel like I would like this more if I saw the stage play. Yeah, probably. Okay, so... Linda figures out that he never had a dog before, and then Vera shows up at the club. Joey dumps the dog onto Linda. It's just like, well, you're a dog now. <laughs> I suck. Well, he essentially, this is this is before he dumps it on her. He's just like, take her for take him for a walk, take care of him while I go schmooze with Mrs. Simpson to try and get us, you know, on the map. Yeah. So he starts talking up Vera. He pretends that he used to be a pilot. She's with these two other hoity-toity guys, you know, and he's like, oh, I get the best champagne in the house, da-da-da-da-da. And he talks to Vera about opening up a, a new place, and, you know, they come up with the name Shay Joey, but really all along she's like, okay, bye, I was just slumming. Ha. Yeah, she was just there to, to kind of pay him back, because she, I think, knew what he was doing. Yeah. So, that was weird. So, the manager gets really mad because they just... I feel like they walked out without paying for anything, or they didn't... They did. Yeah. But they also... Joey had talked it up saying that he was gonna land the whale and get her get mm-hmm. her to come in, and that would drive traffic into the club and bring more money Yeah, they and weren't even stuff. there for a song. Yeah. So, that implies that the club is bad. Right. So, Joey makes a deal with the manager, and, well, pretty much the manager's like, okay, get out, you're fired, and he's like, okay, if I can get her back by Saturday, I'm good. If not, I'll leave, you know. Without pay. Yeah. So. So, Joey then goes to visit Vera and tells her that he was only interested in her money and that she totally missed out, so see you later, toots. Yep. She literally said that. Yeah. Well, sort of. I just really wanted her to say toots, because she kept calling him beauty. Yeah. Okay, Linda is upset about Joey. Okay, this is a little while later, maybe a couple days. It's Saturday, I guess. It's 
close. It's like he's ready for his last show. Yeah, basically. all the girls are really upset, and Linda's really upset that he's leaving. Um, Joey asked her on a date again, and she's like, yeah, sure, because you're leaving. And then Vera shows up, finally. Carry on, my wayward son. Yes. <laughs> you come for the old movie trivia, you stay for the supernatural references. <laughs> yes, that's our, that's one of our taglines. Legit. Okay, so Vera shows up at the place. At the club. At the club. Like, it's not really open yet. She shows up early when nobody's there and the guys are still, like, rehearsing and stuff. And she wants to see a show. She wants to see the singer. So they get everybody all called out because she's she's Mrs. Simpson. They know she's got a lot of money. So, like, they're doing a private show for her. And then Joey sings, Lady is a Tramp. (laughs) Which we were singing along. Yeah. Because this is a very famous song. And Sinatra's version is one of the most famous. I loved it. One thing, I loved the, the music. No, the music was great. In this movie? It was just, it felt, again, like the the music was, like, or the, the movie was built around the placement of the music rather than building it around the plot and placing the music within the plot that made it flow better. In but the certain songs, places. But the songs are really good. The songs are really good. They're just, there were certain places, like, I really liked the placement of Lady is a Tramp. Mm-hmm. Because I thought it worked. It worked because it was exactly what she was doing to him. And he knew it. And so he was using that as a way to say, hey, I see you. Mm-hmm. as And also kind of masking it for the, the ensemble around him. But I felt like... There were certain moments where I was just like, okay, I don't understand why this song is being utilized here. Mm-hmm. And why this is supposed to enhance the story. So. Yeah. Okay, then they, they're dancing because the song finished. The band's still playing instrumentally, so he brings her up to dance. And uh, she, he wins her over. Everybody's impressed, and she says, come on, beauty. And Vera takes him back to her boat, to her yep, yacht. To her yacht that her husband had bought for her. Mm-hmm. Was, okay, so my question is, was her husband dead? Yes. Or was he alive? Dead. Okay, because they never explicitly said that. They did. They said, I'll get to it when she does say it, but she says he's been dead for two years. Oh, it's coming up. Oh, okay. It was on the boat then? Yeah. Oh, I missed that part. I thought it was alluding to the fact that he had not provided for her sexually for two years well you could read it that way but i read it as she said he's dead dead yeah okay because that was what it what was confusing was in the on the wikipedia page where it was talking about like the changes between the play and the um movie they specifically say that she's a widower yeah in that list so i was just like okay so this or a widow not a widower A a widow So it was just kind of confusing because I was like, okay, so is she cheating? Is she not? What's happening here? Why are... Why? In the Netflix description, it says she's a widow. Okay. But I don't always know how accurate Netflix is. I can't go basis on that. Okay. So, yeah. Takes him to the boat. This next line I was about to read tells him her husband died. Died sexually or died... Re- no, died in real life. <laughs> Two years. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading things into it. Because why did she take him to her boat 
As opposed to taking him to her house. Well, at the house, it's got more people. Yeah, but that's where, that's where the disconnect didn't come from. No, I, it's like she gave him the yacht at Oh, okay, okay. You know, this is like, you're my little secret guy in my little secret place. Here's all the things. Riches, riches, riches. Let me throw things. Let me throw you some monogram slippers. And yes. Some shirts with your name on it. Um, I like that because when, this is the best line in the movie, where he's saying about the master bedroom. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, you have all the subtlety of a battering ram. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's perfect. That's a brilliant line. I wrote it down too. Because it's true, he did have all the subtlety of a battering ram. He was horrible. He was horrible at being subtle. Yeah. Horrible. So Joey tells her his grand plan of being his own boss. Joey's his own boss. Joey's his own boss. Only Joey tells Joey what to do. Yeah. Cause so, he's from Jersey. Yeah. And she's like, "Well, what's in it for me?" And pretty much Joey offers himself. Yeah. How about a little, uh, yeah. gigolo? <laughs> so, she slaps him, and he's like, oh, you can slap harder than that. Yeah. And so they smooch. Yeah, because that is an appropriate, like, response. <laughs> yeah. So, pretty much, yes, he is selling himself, his body. He is. For this partnership. Yes. For her money. Yes. Yes. He's a prostitute. Yes. Yes. He's her personal prostitute, because mm-hmm. damn girl got jealous. Yeah. <laughs> so the next morning, okay, this is the part where I thought it movie just halted Completely? Slow. Oh, yeah. Because she, this is the first time we have a scene without Joey, and it's just with Vera, and she's waking up all happy and singing. Yeah, and Although, we see her nipple. I love the song, but just, like, it slows down the movie, because we're not with our main character, and, you know... Well, it just, it didn't make any sense because we, we had spent so long without her, especially in the beginning, mm-hmm. that it didn't feel, like, it would have felt natural to see a scene maybe with Linda on her own because we've, we've kind of been with her for a long period of time. But to see her, who we know very little about, aside from what we've been told, mm-hmm. we go to a scene where we never see this location again. We never, like, see her on her own ever again. It doesn't make it didn't make any sense. No, but she had to sing the song, which made no sense. But I love the song, and it became their two, their theme together. Yeah. Vera and Joey's theme is Bewitched, Bothered, Bewildered, and Linda and Joey's theme is, is the, the love song. Is the love song, which I liked what they were doing. I could see why it was, you know, nominated for all the, the music. Yeah, no, it definitely had an... It, it, this was just one of those songs where I was just like, why? This yeah. placement doesn't happen. Mm-mm. This doesn't work. Why are we doing really it this way? Slow. Yeah. Tell them about the shower. Okay, so the shower was awesome. It looked like... <laughs> okay, so this is what it reminded me of, and I know it's going to sound insane, but I don't care because this is what happens in my brain. So in Hercules, they have a little vial. Yes. That is like to turn and kill Hercules... Turn Hercules human and kill him. Yes. Right? So, that's what her shower looked like. It was, like, a little, like, crystallized prism thing. Mm-hmm. And with then like it just... 16 sides. Yeah, with 16 <laughs> sides. And then it just had, like, um, lawn, um, sprinklers. 
just like chilling out on the sides that like came up and like sprinkled her on the shoulders. Yeah. Because you can't get your hair wet yet. Right. Because girl gotta. Yeah. Girl gotta be. There prim are and proper. Days when you wash your hair. <laughs> yeah, and then there are other days where you don't. Right. But, uh, yeah, that's what the shower was like. So, all the time I'm just like, she's gonna turn human and die. <laughs> this is what goes through my brain, okay? I, it makes sense to me that you're saying it now. Okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> the people probably don't. I know what you're saying. I can connect anything to a Disney movie. <laughs> this is what's happening. At least she wasn't turned into a llama. So cool. She had the okay when her hair was like she was like brushing it and teasing it. She could have been a llama. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, moving on. So okay, after this movie slow point, Joey tells Linda that he's moving out of their apartment, being like, "I'm moving to Fancy Town." Yeah. See you later. Keep the dog. Yeah, the dog can't come to Fancy Town. He's our he's our parting gift. But Linda's upset. She takes a dog. I wrote this down. Joey's being a dick because you said he was being a dick. He was being a dick. He was like, peace out, bro, Joey. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and Linda was, like, upset about it, but she was also, she was, like, non-reactionatory. Like, she, you could clearly say that she was upset, but she wasn't angry. She didn't try and stop him. She didn't, like, she didn't try very hard. She just did the Hollywood swooning. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's like, this is so romantic, and it's like, no, girl, it's not. It's abuse. Mm -hmm. Please leave. Okay, so opening soon, Shay, Joey. They've moved into the, they've taken, he's taken everybody from the old club and put them in this new club on Knob Hill, Shay, Joey. Yeah. So they're all moved, they're moving into this new place. They're rehearsing. They're setting up everything. Linda and Joey talk how they miss each other. Yes. Not so much those kinds of words, but yeah. Yeah, it's implied. Yeah. At least on Linda's end. Yes, definitely on Linda's end. Joey is just confused. That's what I got from him. Joey's just a dude. Okay, so Vera comes and picks up her boy, Joey. (laughs) Poor dude. Boy Joey. (laughs) That's what it should have been called. Why did I just call it Joey, okay? Because this is before the... T- Maybe this would have prevented the horrible Mac LeBlanc show oh. about Joey. So if there was a movie named Joey, there would have been copyright infringements, like, nope. situation? Nope. I don't know. I'm trying really hard to make a leap, but it's not working. So Vera comes and picks up Joey in her car, and she's just like, who's the dame you're talking to? And he's like, just some mouse. And he's like, hmm. <laughs> Yeah, she's not happy about it. And then, like, it goes to... I might be missing a few things here, but it goes to her, like, Valentine number. Yes, it goes to Linda practicing funny Valentine. Yes. And, and basically now, serenading Joey. Vera is, like, hella jealous. Yeah, she's we... She's like... <laughs> we have that really awesome, like, the graduate zoom on yes! her face. Oh, my God. <laughs> All of a sudden, they're like, zoom, zoom, (laughs) up their nose. Yeah, it was so, but it looked like it was done in post. It didn't look like it was done in camera. It was was... done in camera? Okay, because there was a point in time where, especially on the one that went to Joey, it was out of focus, like clearly out of focus on him. So I was just like, 
did they do this in post? Because that would make sense why it would be out of focus. But, okay. It was done in camera. <laughs> Quick zoom. Is this, like, the first time zooms were used? I feel like it's the first time we've seen a real zoom that's meant, like, Mama! Yeah. It definitely, this is where it definitely felt like the 60s. Yes. Like, severely like the 60s. Yes. So, this is where we're having, like, I called it a reverse Moulin Rouge. Where, yeah. like, the stripper is the one with the money, and the innocent is the one that he's in love with, and, like, you it's, but it's the same thing as Moulin Rouge, like, if you don't, if you don't cut off all contact with the person you love, I'm gonna close the show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's exactly Moulin Rouge. So Vera wants Linda gone, get her out. Get gone. her out of here. Gone. So, Joey comes up with the idea to tell Linda that he wants her to do the strip number. Because she, he believes that she would never do it. Right. So she'll say no, and though he won't have to be the bad guy. Yeah. So she'll quit, and he won't have to fire her. Yeah, what a jerk. Dick but, bag. um, Linda figures it out, pretty much. She's Eventually. Like, yes. I think it's the next day she figures it out. No, she's pretty much like, you thought I'd say no. She okay, doesn't say she that. wants to do it. She's like, I, fine, I'll quit but you, I know this is coming from you. Yes, okay, then yeah. Um, We're talking about the same thing. Joey and Vera. So Joey and Vera, Joey's, for once, at her place, at Vera's big apartment, and she wants him to leave because she's hosting a dinner party. Yeah. And he would make 13, and... It, when 13 died together, the first to rise is the first to die. <laughs> I don't think, I don't know if that's what you were asking me to say, but. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> I can also make a Harry Potter reference for many. We've had this situation before, <laughs> these dining rules in um, Miss Annie Rooney. Yes. No 13 on a table. Nope. None of it. Mm-mm. Bad things happen. Joey's like, all right, I out. I'll go get a burger from down the street. Yep. Should I get onions or no onions? Mm, he's just like, get on. No onions, baby. Get out. Yep, pretty much. And then she, like, watches him leave, and he winks at her through the window. That's sweet. That's something Drew and I would do. That is something you would do. If we had a window next to the door. Yeah. We would just, like... (laughs) (laughs) You would... It would be, like... There would be hours that would be spent... That's why I was late coming here, because I did a thing where I shut the door, and then I open it, and he was, like, pretending to, like race towards his Christmas presents. <laughs> he'd, like, sit back down, and i shut the door. Then i open it, and he'd be like... <laughs> He's a naughty child. Yes. <laughs> so, Joey. Joey's on his boat. Hanging on his boat. On his boat. He's on a boat. Mm-mm. With okay. his flippy floppies. Actually, his flippy floppies were monogrammed. <laughs> With his monogrammed flippy floppies. Yes. <laughs> Because he, he clearly would forget his name if he didn't have a piece of monogrammed, like... Clothing? Clothing. It's probably even on his underwear. Yeah, probably. Like, he would not know his name. No. Well, he just wants everybody to know that he's Joey. In in his old hotel room, his old room, he had pictures, pictures of, of himself. himself. This yeah. guy is vain. He is Joey number one. Yeah. <laughs> so... He gets a call from his gal, because he's the cat boy, and he knows who the only person would call him on the boat. And Vera's like, I'm being held up because we were watching the opera, and now they're all here, so have fun. 
And then fun Linda with yourself. shows up drunk. Yeah, because she had done two shots of bourbon. This is a trope we've seen a lot in movies as of late. Where the, dr- the girl gets The drunk. women get so upset from being scorned that she goes and she has a drink. And she has one too many? Yep. Yeah. It was like that in that Italian movie. Yeah. It was like that in um that other movie. It's like that in a lot of movies. <laughs> Even today. Yeah. So Linda comes. She says, I'll take that offer. I'll do the a strip. strip. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. And then they kiss, and then she passes out. Yeah, in his arms. Yeah, and Joey's like, I got this drunk gal in my arms. What should I do? Which is what he did in the last movie. (laughs) Oh, it was! (laughs) I forgot about that. It was. When they're dancing. Yep. Okay. So This is a trope with Frank Sinatra. Yeah, so he throws her on the bed. And, you know, Joey goes out on the balcony and... Sings a song. He is now bewitched and bothered by Linda. 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 <laughs> Linda. Next morning, Linda's hungover. Well, no, 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 we have to talk about the dog. What about the dog? The dog protects her honor. That's true. He, like... So Joey comes back from singing his little song, and he, like, stares at Linda... And the dog, like, instantly jumps on the bed and rests his head on her leg so that he can't do nothing. And he basically says, yeah, that's right, uh, Snuffy, um, bite me if I, like... Sleepwalk. Sleepwalk, yeah. And so, yeah, the dog protects Linda from rapey Frank Sinatra. Not even cuddly Frank Sinatra. He had to get out of the room. Yeah, Mm. otherwise bad things would happen. It's just like when girls wear short skirts. Oh, gosh! (laughs) In high school, it's a horrible thing. So Linda is hungover the next day. Yes. She's terribly, she's not very good at being acting hungover because she was out there in the bright light and she wasn't even squinting. I don't know if this actress had ever been hungover. She was just like, it's loud. Please stop. (laughs) My head. Yes. It hurts. So they have a little breakfast and they actually like get to know each other. Like where you're from. What you do. Yeah. What's your hobbies? They've known each other for a long while. At least a couple weeks. Yeah. And now they're finally talking and getting to know each other. Like normal humans. Yeah. This must be like a show business thing. This might not happen Mm -hmm. outside of show business. So, Joey, she's about to leave, and Joey gives her a big smooch. Oh, yeah. A big rubbing y'all up and down your back. Smooch, 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 smooch. Yes. This is like smushy schmooch. Yeah. Where you... Reserve for sweethearts only. Yes. Yes. And or your boyfriend on the side. Yeah. She says she'll still do the strip. And he's like, you weren't just... You were hungover last night. You were drunk. And she's like, I'll still do it. Stay in the show. For you. Joey. Joey. (laughs) And he gets all choked up. Oh, she's got to take her clothes off. It's In front her of people. Honor. <laughs> okay, so then we have opening night rehearsal. So it's like um, dress rehearsal. Yes. So Linda's doing her strip, and she's like stripping Marie Antoinette. <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand that. It's fun because there's lots of layers. More to take off. <laughs> okay. Um, but then Vera shows up, and she's watching what's happening. She's like, 
got her cut-a-bitch eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely cut-a-bitch eyes. And then, um, they're all watching Linda strip, and she gets down to her last little... Her little corset. Her corsety little underwear corset. thing. Yeah. It's down to the last bits. And Joey calls Cut and tells everybody to stop, stop ogling. We don't need to do this right now. Go in the dressing room, put your clothes on, and uh, tells the original stripper to get up and do the number. Yeah, so he goes into the dressing room to comfort her, and she's crying. And he says that he shouldn't have let her do it, let her get away with, you know, it's it's his fault. He shouldn't have pushed her or anything, or just told her not to. That she'll do the love love song. With him. Yeah. Yes. And then... Come on, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> just just find that piece and just cut it in anytime we talk about Moulin Rouge. Okay, so... Somebody should do a cross cut between this and Moulin Rouge. Yeah! But Mike comes in and interrupts mm-hmm. and um, says There's... that someone is waiting for, for Joey. He needs to talk about it. Obviously, it's Vera. Yeah. Obviously, she is very jealous and very pissed off. Yeah. And basically tells him that... You'll do what I tell you to do or you won't open. Yeah. And then he says... Nobody tells Joey what, what to, to do. do. But Joey. But Joey. Joey's his own boss. Yeah. This is like his catchphrase. <laughs> I'm going to make Sam make a poster of this movie and that's going to be... Yes. The, the text on the side. Yes. Joey's his own boss. <laughs> anyway. So... Vera basically, like, takes his bait and is like, yeah, you, you want to see, you're going to do what I tell you to do. Goes out, tells Mike that Shay Zoe is not going to be opening and to mm-hmm. pay everyone off. Mm-hmm. And Joey is, like, all upset and sad and gives a little sad speech. Yeah, he's got to tell all the people that they won't, they won't open. I feel like there was a lawsuit that could have happened because... Maybe. Okay, so Vera is at home, and then Linda comes to see her. And they both pretty much say that they're both in love with Joey. Yes. They both are clearly in love with Joey. So they Um, decide to, like, work together or something? She tells... Vera tells Linda to, like, leave, but then they come up with a plan. Yeah, something semi-confusing. Yeah, she basically says you should leave and, like leave Joey to me or or something along those lines and then like I guess she has a change of heart in 30 seconds and realizes that like Linda really loves her so yeah then they like team up and are like team old stripper and new stripper yeah so back on the boat Joey's packing up his all his new monogram clothes (laughs) yes uh Vera shows up and says she's changed her mind Sorry, let's go on with the show. It won't happen again. He's like, no, no, no. And he's like, she's like, well, what if we get married? Then, you know, then this won't happen anymore because we'll be married. And you will be fully committed to me. Yeah. Stabby. Stay with me. You're all I want. Just marry me. You can do whatever you, whatever show you want. She wanted to make him a Stepford husband. Yeah, but he declines. He says, nope. Nope. Don't love you, Vera. Not like that. Nope. And she says, is it because of the mouse? And he says, maybe. And he's like, and she's like, well, maybe you should tell her how you feel. And then Joey goes to the empty Shay Joey. 
It has a mental breakdown. It has a mental breakdown. <laughs> this was like the beginnings of Inside Out. Yes, it is exactly <laughs> Inside Out, but it is also because they could not translate this number from stage to movie, so they made a stage show in his head. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes sense. It, with it, interpretive dance and him being like, ah, what about these dames? Ah, uh, these dames. Gotta pick one, can't have both. Dames, dames, dames. dames. And then it abruptly ends, Yeah. Though. It didn't even have a satisfied ending. He was just yeah. like, no! <laughs> he done. couldn't even have a full mental breakdown. He just no. had to cut it short. Because he cannot commit to anything. Nope. So Joey leaves the club, and we see the gals in the back of a car, and they look like they're buddy buddies now. Yeah, they're friends now. And Linda goes up to him and, you know, talks about going with him to Sacramento, because that's where he's headed, and they kiss, and he is non-committal to her still. Yeah, he she says, let's, let's get married or something yeah. along those lines, and he's like... Eh, how about this? Yeah, and how about no? But yeah. hey, we'll get the dog. Let's go. Let's go yeah. put on another act in San Sacramento. Yeah. So then they da 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 da. Happy Hollywood ending. Not really. Happy for the men. It's a weird, weird ending. Yeah. Well, it's changed. Yeah. In the stage show, they the women basically wise up and leave him alone. That's what it should have been. Yeah. Because that's the only way he's going to learn anything. I don't think he's going to learn. Like I said, Joey is number one to Joey. Joey is Joey. Nobody tells Joey what to do. Not even Joey. <laughs> Joey can't figure out what he wants to do. <laughs> Joey just having abrupt mental breakdowns and then ending them quite quick. Mm -hmm. So to me, this movie was like a combination of When Harry Met Sally, Moulin Rouge, and Gypsy. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you're throwing that in there. I remember Gypsy. <laughs> I could totally see that. Yep. Yep. You know. Justine wins. The movie, I like, I like these movies, but this movie, you know, I liked it, but like, it wasn't. I was annoyed with it. I was annoyed that we couldn't, that we were so stuck in these moments and they I, like at one point I really wanted to fast forward because I was like I know where this is going please get there just get there for god's sake just get there and at one point I felt like there was no plot like in the after I think after the first 30 minutes mm -hmm. I was just like there is no plot where is the plot but there is a plot the plot is Joey wants to get a club yes and Joey gets a club and he loses it because of his womanizing the world may never know how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? Joey knows. <laughs> Only Joey. But yeah, I I was just frustrated. I was... To me, what I don't like is that Joey doesn't learn a lesson, really. Well, yeah, there was no, like, progression for anyone, really. It was just kind of like, let's throw spaghetti at the wall and pick what works. Mm -hmm. But I liked, I liked the musical numbers. I like the songs. I don't know. I liked it. But did the songs... Did the songs make the bad things better for you? Yes. Okay. It wasn't like White Christmas, which is like the exactly the same thing where someone's trying to put on a show. White Christmas, I think, was horrible in its songs and its plotting. This is, to me, a very much step up. <laughs> yeah, it, compared to that. If we're going to compare it to that, yes. It, it was... 
a step in the right direction. I just, I, it's not a type, the type of musical movie-wise that I would, I, I enjoy. Because it just gets to the point where it's irritating. Because we spend so long in these very specific, like, vignette moments that it kills some of, like, the flair for me. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I don't know. There are just things that I, I don't know. I, I'm not saying, was, I'm not saying it's great. Yeah. If it, I'm just okay. saying it's not bad for me. <laughs> I guess it's just, I'm not, like, a huge fan of Frank Sinatra, and I wasn't, like, a huge fan of Joey. Right. Like, he was this anti-hero person that I just couldn't, I couldn't connect with and I couldn't like. So, I think that has something to do with it. And maybe if it was, if it were, were played by somebody mm-hmm. that I do have this, this connection with, like, uh, Cary Grant or maybe even, um, what's his face? Who did the- Gene Kelly. With Gene Kelly. I feel like they have that personality-wise where they can be over the top and kind of an asshole, but endearing in a way. Well, see, yeah, I think that I knew that Joey is, like, such a narcissist that, like, I was laughing at him. <laughs> that made it enjoyable for me because I'm like this guy is ridiculous yeah he was definitely ridiculous it just got to the point where it was annoying to me like it's almost a two-hour movie and we're getting slapped in the face by narcissism for two hours it's just like okay I get it like why isn't he learning why isn't he learning that the narcissism isn't going to get him anything it's just going to continue to build himself up and then he's going to go crashing down why isn't he learning right so that was I think that was the biggest frustration for me yeah yeah that that i feel like that dame song could have solved something but it ended so abruptly and like it didn't seem like he had any resolution to it it was just like ah i got these dames well like yeah because you're a womanizer yeah what are you learning about it yeah like it could have it could have been better had we cut out the entire scene with vera on the boat with him packing because then she has totally given up not necessarily given up but she has realize that her love for him is never going to be reciprocated and it's never going to be good between them Mm -hmm. like that that she is now helping linda and kind of having like a nice girl power moment and maybe empowering her to leave joey or empowering her to to help or empowering joey to change for linda yeah should have been more legally blonde yes Definitely more Legally Blonde. Everything needs more Legally Blonde. That's true. Get on it, Reese Witherspoon. You go, Reese! (laughs) Yeah. Get it. Anyway, would you like to rate it? Yes. I would like to rate it three pairs of Joey slippers. I'm going to rate it two and a half top hats. Because he kept talking about a damn top hat. He wanted to dance in his top hat. Mm-hmm. And his cane. His tails. Yeah. Oh, I Joey. <sighs> it was slightly an exhausting movie. Yeah, it needs a good, like, half-hour cut. Yeah. Oh, that was that was a trivia that we wanted. I wanted to bring up. The, mm. the editor. One of the editors for the movie was actually... She was a woman. Her name was Vi- Viola Lawrence. Viola Mallory Lawrence. This was her third to last film that she did in her very long career. She is considered to be first woman film editor in Hollywood. Mm. So even though all of those women years before 
who cut in sweatshop-like conditions, Mm -hmm. we have Viola. Yay! So, yeah, she actually was uh, was nominated twice for two Academy Awards for Best Editing. Um, One for this, and then also for Pepe in 1960. Well, way back in the day... Editing was deemed women's work because yes, it was exactly. like uh, stitching or sewing or something like yes, that. Yes, you had to be very diligent to use the the splicers and right. shit. Right, but then when they found out that it's an actual art form, the men took over. Yes, so she actually opened the door again for mm-hmm. it being something that a woman could do. Mm-hmm. So, props yeah, to her. and to this day, I think is it producers or editors have the most women. Post is still struggling. It went up and then went back down. Hmm. But I mean, it was it's 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 one of the highest. It is one of the highest. Um, I think producers is more though. Okay, that's what I thought. I think it's producers, then editors, then maybe writers, and then directors, and then cinematography down with three <laughs> percent. Yep, because we can't see. No, with my eyes, my eyes, <laughs> where, where the pictures, <laughs> where the light. <laughs> Anyway, so that's it for Pal Joey. Next week, we will be watching 1957's Desk Set. So we're still in 57. Yep. We're hanging out in 57 because that that's cool. Um, so you can listen and download our episodes at thecutaways.com. Please leave us comments, rate us, and subscribe to us on iTunes. We really want to hear from you, please. Um, we are also on Facebook and Twitter as at Cutaways Podcast, and you can eventually find us on Android and SoundCloud, which will be um, being done next week. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye, and happy Hanukkah.